We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McGeckron, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. So, Luis, we know each other through an art gallery that you and I both go to and we go for an artist critique where we bring our artwork and other people uh, provide us critiques, which is a, a wonderful experience for me. Um, and it's been great to meet other artists. So I have had an opportunity to see your artwork um, and get to know you. It definitely seems like you are on a trajectory, a positive trajectory of your artwork is really evolving and it's kind of escalating. Um, tell me about that. You know, so before I even got the chance to meet you and go to uh, Studio O, I was in a position where I was really undermining myself and, and really unsure of what I wanted to do. So somebody had recommended to me that I go to one of these art critiques at Studio O. So when I had a chance to go to be in the public eye and to hear not just good things, but bad, I wouldn't say bad things, but for people to critique so honestly my work, it, it really helped me have more of a particular eye for my own work. And in doing so, it, it it's really one of the major components to why my art has evolved in, in such a short span of time, you know? And uh, it's been really, really exciting, these critiques, and I, I'm gonna continue to go to them as well. Okay, I mean, great. So what was going on with you um, that, were you sort of in a stagnant situation and you were looking for something to, to move things forward or to stir things up? Like, where were you in a crea creatively when you decided to go to these critiques? Well, that's exactly what it was. It was a rut because I, I found myself dipping back and forth between different types of art and different styles. I found myself manipulating my work and trying to tailor it more to the audience and what was more trendy and what people were, were, were in search of when it comes to artwork. And I just think that having been in attendance to at one of these critiques, it, it just showed, I mean, and watching other people stand up in, in front of, in front of such a, you know, brutal audience at times too. Um, they, it, it just helped me realize to embrace my, the integrity of my work to, to be honest with myself. Sure. Now, were you uh, interacting with people? Were you sharing your work with anybody else or were you kind of in your own creative head? I was kind of in my own creative head for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, like any other artist, I'm one of my biggest, my own biggest critics and, you know, and, and sometimes it's hard, not just for myself, but for any artist to stand up in front of a crowd and justify why a piece uh, is good or why this piece um, conveys this specific message or meaning. And, and you know, to to get people's honest insight and, and get their honest evaluation of the work that that really helped me grow or continues to help me grow as an artist. Yeah, I, that makes sense to me. I know um, I kind of had a similar experience where I work in a studio by myself. Um, there are other people at the studio, but I don't really get that much feedback. And it, it's kind of interesting that you pursue a lifestyle as an artist, and it's a very much a solo activity. And the whole point of it is sort of like, your what's going on in your head and getting that out on the canvas 
That said, it's really important to connect with other people and other creative people to kind of get you out of your head. Um, right. And I think that it helps you see your artwork um, in a whole nother way, getting people's feedback. It's kind of like <clears throat> when you're in the process of creating something and then you share it to the world, you start to see it in a whole different way. And I've on my this podcast, I've had musicians and they spend all this time collaborating in the in the music studio and then when they release it to the world like suddenly they see this music in a whole other way because they're getting reactions and i think going to these critiques and interacting with other artists we sort of get that experience but before the work mm -hmm. is done <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that is absolutely right and i i really if if i had chose not to go to these critiques i I would probably be very stagnant right now. I'd, I'd still be in my room creating work, trying to justify why this piece is the way that it is and why I should move, but not doing the uh, work outside of the room to push the product and hear what people have to say and 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 be open to to you know taking in the ideas that people share with me. I mean, it's all part of the creative process, all part of growth. And I think that you got to be step outside of uh, of your comfort zone if you if you want to see uh, movement. Let's go back to your childhood. Now, I want to hear about um, I want to hear about how you started uh, painting and drawing. Like, was this something that you did as a little kid? Were you the artsy kid? Tell me about where all of this originated for you. You know, the the most particular me memory that really pop comes to mind is I was in middle school. Uh, I was in I believe in like uh, third or fourth grade, and uh, it was summer school. And just out of nowhere, this blossomed out of nowhere. Uh, I just began drawing. Just out of nowhere. And what, what were you drawing? I, this, I was drawing a dinosaur. I was drawing a big Brontosaurus Rex, or Brontosaurus, excuse me. <laughs> and uh, and everybody, you know, like people started, my, my peers started surrounding me and looking at me create this. And they're just like, wow, that's so good. How are you doing that? And at the time, I clearly had no answers for them, but I just, you know, they were fueling me and I just kept doing it and doing it and getting that attention and, and, and getting that acknowledgement from my friends and my peers. It, that one memory propelled me to just continue to do it and not stop. So that's interesting. So the driver was there was it was the creative process, but it was also the attention you were getting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not to sound shallow, but that's really what it was. I mean, you know, people were so enthralled by the work and. And it propelled them to ask questions like, how are you doing that? Can you teach me? It just opened so many avenues of, of communication. It was exciting. So were you a uh, like a, a shy kid and this was an opportunity to actually make connections with other people that you maybe weren't able to do, you know, without the art? I think you hit it right on the nail. I, I was, especially in middle school, even now, I'm, I'm very timid, very shy. I have a... Uh, I found myself having a little trouble speaking, you know, to the public or, or, or trying to, you know, speak on behalf of my work. But, you know, I mean, it, it's, it is what it is. And you have to embrace the good with the bad. So you uh, started this around, did you say third or fourth grade? Yeah. And then did you kind of stick with that, stick with using yeah. art? And you, did you stick with it as a way to connect with others? Oh, absolutely. Especially, it was most prevalent in middle school and high school. I mean, I, 
Um, any chance I had an opportunity to take out a sketchbook or somebody needed a volunteer to get something done, I was there. I was I was in their face, ready to, to put out put my talent out there and, and show people that uh, you know I, I my work could be of, of asset or or value to you uh, to some degree. So yeah, that's for sure. That's great. Now you grew up in Chicago. Like, did you grow up in the city or did you grow up in a or in a rural area? No, no, I grew up in the city. I switched a lot back and forth between Logan Square and Bucktown. That you know, I was like, you know, as far north as uh, Logan Square to as far uh, south as Armitage. I was always in that area. Yeah, like Bucktown, Logan Square. I kind of swapped back and forth between there for most of my childhood. Was art class a big part of the curriculum and the school that you went to or was it something you kind of did on your own was that a big part of what you were studying in school no it, it wasn't really considered a a major focus of curriculum but i mean i i had some great teachers one that really comes to mind is miss metcalf my middle school art teacher um she she noticed from the beginning she saw a lot of my work from the beginning and she actually pulled my mom aside and was just like your son has a talent like you have to develop this and push this and propel this. And I soon come to find out that uh, my mom also had an artistic talent. Okay. And she okay. and she just kind of blossomed from seeing me do it. And I would watch her draw Disney characters and dinosaurs and cavemen and, and in such great detail. And I was like, you know, I, I want to do that. I want to get good at this, you know. So she uh, she was a big advocate for my work. And, and I'm really grateful to her. But it's funny how it took me having that one moment to really bring her creative momentum back up, you know, it was really interesting to see that. Meaning for your mom? Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, because she had stepped aside for a while when it came to art, and I wasn't even aware that she was creative in that sense. But once my art teacher had approached her and told her, you know, your son can do X, Y, and Z, and he's really good, and you should develop this, that's when I soon find out, or soon come to learn that my mom is also very creative. Miss Metcalf, my goodness. I would say that 50% of the people that I talk to on my podcast, when they tell the story about their origins of their creativity, they always have a teacher that did exactly what you just described, and they always (laughs) immediately name her as Miss Mac, Miss Metcalf. Um, That's so interesting and so amazing and fun. Uh, So did you... So that was like high school, Miss Metcalf, or was that earlier? No, Miss Metcalf was middle school. But um, you know, as as once I graduated, I went to Lakeview High School, and and uh, I came across some really great teachers there too. I mean, uh, some of some of the best, uh, Jim D, Prof, uh, Professor uh, Terry, um, Noreen, Miss Noreen. I mean, all just so valuable in my growth, and they were really hard on me. I mean, they. You know, I would present a piece to them, and I'd be like, "Oh, you know, I really think this is good." But they always have something. They always have something to say about it that really just got the cogs moving in my head. You know, maybe I can add this. Maybe I could take this out. So they just—they have such a critical eye, and I think I really took that on. I think and that is. I think that's really helpful, um, really, in anything, to have someone who's kind of on top of you, and. Uh, not not just praising you for how great of an artist you are, you know, the, you're the the talented artsy kid, but really pushing you to be better. Um, mm-hmm. And that's some that annoys some people. You know, some people get pissed yeah. off, uh, but yeah. other people realize that that is something that's going to help them grow. Your work that you're doing right now, 
is it's very specific and it's very you. Like when I, I could, I would be able to tell a, a painting by you, I think very easily. And I, that's a compliment. Um, well, it you. is very much, it's portraiture. Everything that I've seen is portraiture and it's um, very chromatic and it's of, of uh, women. Is it, all, is it always yeah. women? Um, well, a lot of the pieces that I, that I choose to showcase are women. I, I, I've had some male subjects in the past, but, um, you know, those are still pieces that I, I still work on to this day that I'm kind of keeping in the shadows until I'm ready to let them out. But okay. most of my work, or at least the ones that I've uh, uh, released to the public are of women, yes. But I do have some male subjects I work with. Tell me about that subject matter and why you want to spend so much time with a particular subject. I know that being a painter myself, it's a very big commitment and you're spending a lot of time getting to know the painting. You have to be with it and you have to be, I wouldn't say like it, but you have to feel a connection and motivated and inspired. Why is it that those subjects, those compositions are what motivate and inspire you? You know, so that has been a question that I have tried so hard myself to answer. And there's just so many underlying layers that contribute to why I, I, I zone in or focus on one particular piece for so long. And one common thing that I've noticed, uh, especially with the photo itself, is that the, the gestures that some of these women convey in their photos are, are so seductive and so welcoming and so it's just so organic almost to me. And I, and I, and I, I enjoy exploiting that, whether it's the color of their eye or, or, or the way their hand drapes under their chin or, or how they gaze in a certain angle or gesture. It's just, it's all inspiring to me. And, and I really try to, to explore those little nooks and crannies in each piece that I get a chance to look at or each photograph that I look at. And one other thing that I've noticed too in my work is that um, a lot of the subjects that I paint are women that I've either met or in person or through social media and I've gotten a chance to know them to some personal degree and, and you know, I kind of like to put the spotlight on them in some sense, you know? They're, they're creative minds themselves and, and, and I like to I consider myself a, a, an, an advocate for those models, I guess you can say. Nice. nice. You use the term nooks and crannies. I like that. And when I, when I hear that, what I'm thinking is you're finding something that you're trying to really explore, highlight, and showcase to the person that's viewing the canvas. Um, and I can completely relate to that. Is, is there usually like one thing? Is there, do you try to limit it, uh, limit it to one or two things that are the key or? Yes. You, okay. Yeah. And, and I think the, the one constant that really just is, that sells me on a piece or sells me on, on, on a woman is, is their eyes. I mean, as I say, eyes are window to the soul. And, um, I've been, uh, I've been, I mean, I've been told many times that when people look at my work, like, man, like, those eyes look so good. Or those eyes really speak to me or they say something. And it creates a sense of relatability to the audience. I mean, without me saying anything or trying to project a specific uh, emotion or theme or, 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 uh, or climate for that matter. But it's, uh, it, it's exciting to see that when somebody looks at my work, like, once they look into their eyes, it, it, it relates something to them without me having to to uh, 
to how to say to like push them or 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 walk them through it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's that's my way of how I sum it up, you know. And it's the eyes really that sell me on a piece. You're walking them through it with your technique on the canvas. Yeah, I mean, and and it's funny because sometimes when I'm working on something, I mean, the inspiration or or how I apply the paint, whatever you want to call it, when I when I'm interacting with the piece, sometimes it's instantaneous. It's so abrupt, and it's so hard to replicate that or duplicate that. So sometimes. I have to step away from it maybe a day, a week, even a month sometimes. And when I come back to it, just there's this resurgence and then I just I get involved again. And it's it the the process is so exciting for me. And and I really think that's what people take from the piece when they see it. It's just like they see the work, they see the layers, they see the the complexity of it. And and uh it's it's exciting to me when people can see that and, and relate that to me without me having to give them a direction you know just they 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 get engulfed with this feeling just looking at the piece so it's uh it's exciting and that's what's really pushed me to to want to do more work and 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 uh you know work with this momentum that i've been so lucky enough to gain yeah it sounds like i mean i'm no expert in these matters but it sounds like that's the sign of a talented artist if you are able to get people to understand and feel something and make them think just by what's on the canvas if someone came up to you in a gallery during a show and you were like the whole social part you were comfortable with are you fine do you have a lot of stuff to say about a particular piece or would you feel like what is on the canvas is really all you have to say you know, I would really, I would really think everything that's on the canvas is really what I have to say because on some of these paintings, I've spent a, I mean, a very long amount of time on. I mean, there's just sometimes I start it and there's a drought that goes on for months and then I come back to it later. But that's, that's just me being so particular with how to, how to do one part of the painting a certain way, you know? And like I said, sometimes the process is so instantaneous and so abrupt that it's hard to replicate. So you have to take that absence away from the painting until that comes back. And sometimes that sparks with, you know, maybe the music that I'm listening to or, or you know, some, it's something that might've happened that day, but it's, it's, it's so far from few, but I really embrace those little blasts of inspiration that I get, you know, and, and the minute I receive that or feel that I just, I have to throw it on the canvas. It really sounds like there's a big part of you and what's going on in your head that can only be expressed by painting. I mean, that's definitely what I'm hearing. And is that something that you have always had available to you? Or has it become more um, like, yeah, tell, tell me about that. I mean, is that something that you've always had? No, no, that is something that I've not always had because, like I said earlier in the conversation, I mean, there were times where I found myself tailoring my work to fit to, you know, a specific crowd or, or, or you know, just like taking away the integrity of my piece and just focusing on moving the product. And I think that if you want to become, uh, you know, whether it's a successful artist or established artist, whatever your vision may be long term, you have to embrace the integrity of your work and the processes that it takes to to provide a, fi a finished or final product i mean and that that comes with 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 the droughts and between inspiration i i just think you have yeah. to embrace yeah. all that comes your way and and uh and once you're able to 
accept who you are as an artist, that only becomes easier. And it's only become easier for me recently. Like, I mean, I spent so many years of my artistic growth spent on trying to to um, appease the the audience, but it had no story. It had no integrity. It lacked it lacked feeling and depth and emotion. And I feel that my work actually has that now. It has so many layers and or so many nooks and crannies, as I said earlier. Just it's and that's me becoming comfortable with myself as an artist, and and I'm I'm coming to terms with that now. Very interesting. How did you how did you come to terms with who Luis is as an artist? And you kind of forgot about all this other stuff in the world that influences you, influences your product, but you you found that connection inside. How how did you do it? And could you tell others how to find that? Constant failure. You have to fail. You have to constantly fail. You have to you have to uh, you have to even at times be bored with your work. Eventually, you find yourself in a position where you just like. You're going to do it because you want to do it. You're not looking to, to, uh, to, to fit a specific criteria or do things the way this artist does it. You have to just fail and realize, you know what, this isn't meant for me. This is what I was meant to do. Because eventually I found myself taking two steps back and realizing what I loved, what I love to do is to paint women from the beginning. That's what I like to do. It started with dinosaurs. It went on to, you know, cartoon characters, but eventually I, I just, uh, found myself painting women, whether that was full body or portrait, and and eventually I just realized th- this is what I love to do, okay. and I had to, okay. yeah. I was just gonna say that may be one of the favorite answers anyone has ever given to me: um, constant failure, because <laughs> that is a that is awesome. Because I think that failure is such a source of learning and growth if you look at it that way i mean when i I know personally um you know you always hear that but i know that when i was in my 20s there were many areas and really throughout my life there were many areas where i failed and looking back i'm like damn that was a lesson and i didn't i was just (laughs) it it was a total lesson and i and you kind of keep it kind of keeps happening until you learn it failure is such a great indicator if you can take a moment and look at it yeah yeah absolutely and, and i think that was the issue that i had in the beginning was just that i wasn't i didn't look at my failures like successes as awkward as that sounds like i had to fail i, I was learning about myself as an artist i learned that you know i wasn't happy with my product back then it it, it, it lacked uh, something genuine and and I think once I was able to embrace the fact that you know just this this isn't what I'm meant to do let's take a few steps back and kind of uh, work on my craft and and do and doing so it just it it gave me confidence it developed on its own and and I wanted to and and I wanted to keep moving forward to keep um you know re- regardless of how much time went on from piece to piece and I have so many projects it's just it's absurd but you know I just it's okay to take a step back, to take a pause, to be bored, you know, and, and just, you know, allow your, just compose yourself and then get back to it. You know, as I said before, your failures are your successes and you have to embrace those failures. And in doing so, you'll, 
you know, once you become, you can become honest with yourself as an artist, that's when you'll see yourself flourishing. That's when you see yourself growing and gaining momentum and people asking questions and wanting to know more, not just about your artwork, but about you. And, and that's what I've come to terms with right now. Nice. Where did nice. you learn that? <laughs> Who taught you that? Um, uh, you know what? It was, it's just uh, trials and, and tribulations. That's all it was. Just constant constant battle in my own head trying to figure it out and i finally came to terms with it now nice well that's great because a lot of people you know what you're experiencing is something that happens to most people that are engaged in the world they're going to have challenges problems all the stuff that you described and a lot of people don't learn anything from it ever so that's amazing that uh you know that you have learned and it has taken you to a new level um, creatively. So let's talk about what's going on with your show that's coming up. What can you tell me about it? I think, I think it's delayed or something cause we're in the middle of the coronavirus yeah, yeah, with, stuff. With, with, yeah. With the current, you know, trying times, it, I think it was best to put a, uh, you know, to postpone or put it on a delay of sorts. Uh, you know, this is just my, this is my opportunity to just get a, a bigger spotlight on my work and just really gauge, uh, the interest of the audience, you know, on a, on a, bigger spectrum. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of amazing artists, including yourself, Rick. Of course, I'm a big fan of yours. And, um, you know, people have always pulled me inside and be like, you know, what's what's most difficult for any artist is trying to set yourself aside from everybody else. And people have told me when I look at your work, I can tell that that's your work. And I think that's a huge compliment. When somebody can tell me that, that they can set aside my work to someone else's, it's, uh, I, I think that's the that that is what you need to to hold on to in in order to see to uh to propel yourself so again this is just an opportunity for people to come see my work to gauge your interest um to really uh show people how i've grown as an artist because i've had i've had a lot of followers who have followed me for a long period of time and they've actually seen growth and have written to me and told me we see a lot of development out of you great job keep it up and uh you know, I think with any artist, you know, you got to take the time to at least do one solo show and, and, and see what that can do for you, whether whether it's the results that you want or the results that, you you know, you, you, you don't want. I mean, you just you, you got to do it. I mean, it's one of the stepping stones to seeing yourself grow as an artist. And that's really what the show is all about. Wonderful. Are you uh, hesitant at all about putting all of this stuff out into the world and people's reaction or are you? confident or comfortable. No, I, I no, I think I'm really excited about it because like I said, I was uncomfortable when I had the uh the art critiques, but it 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 pushed me. It 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 helped me to to do more and to and to be comfortable with my work and to and to see it with more of a a, a particular eye. And I think that doing this on a on a on a bigger spectrum is going to kind of calcify what it is that I don't want to say meant to do, but what I should be doing as an artist, as a creative. Okay. So Luis, it sounds like you're someone that really responds to like pressure and feedback and uh, pushback. Is that, first of all, is that, is, is that assessment accurate? I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. I would have, to, I mean, I don't, yeah. 
Okay. I mean, is that something that your parents taught you or did you play sports or do you have any insight as to where that originated from for you? Well, I, I, I'm kind of happy you asked that. So um, I played a lot of sports when I was younger, but I wasn't very good. And, uh, you know, getting, you know, from your peers, of course, getting, you know, their, their, uh, their insight on how you could have done this better, done that better, or you, or, you know, more inappropriate terms, like, oh, you're not good at this. It's, you know, it, it pushed me to be like, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to show you wrong. And, and whether that was in the sports world or the, or the creative world, it's, it's something that has stuck to me when I was very young. And, and I continue to, to work on that and develop that and, and, you know, be, be the best at what I do. I mean, every artist is different and every artist perfects, perfects their methods and techniques and has their processes. But um, in the end, it, it's personalized to cater to you. And uh, that's, that, that, that's it. <laughs> I would say that is definitely it. Hey, are there any that this was fantastic? What I want, I'm so glad that we had this conversation. You're you're an awesome guest. Can you um, okay. can you have people that are listening? Can you give them a couple tips of uh, uh, based on your experience in your growth? Uh, I mean, you've already given us tons of tips, but are there a couple things specifically that you could suggest to people that are listening that are looking to embrace their creativity? Well, as as I mentioned earlier, don't be afraid to fail. I mean, you're gonna your successes are gonna flourish from that. Um, next thing I would say is if, if you really want to see growth and really want to gauge what people th- think of your work, I mean, you, you gotta, you have to put yourself out there. You gotta put yourself in a position where you're, un- you're uncomfortable, um, because that's where you're going to get the most honest and genuine assessment. And then you're going to be able to really evaluate your work and its integrity. So I think th- those are, those are two major points that I would, I would share with people and, and just, uh, last one is just don't stop. Whatever you do, do not stop. Keep, uh, you know, painting, keep writing music, keep writing, whatever you're doing, don't stop. Eventually, it's, it, you're, 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 you're going to capture that essence of why you're doing what you're doing. And then you're just going to build off that. And then the ride's just going to be a ton of fun and, you know, just em- embrace it all. Perfect. Where can people see your work or learn more about you? I know you have an Instagram and I think also on Facebook. Can you give us, or your website, just give us your all your handles. Yeah, so right now the best way to reach me is my uh, Instagram handle, which is uh, guru underscore gulu, and I can spell that for you, uh, G-U-L-U underscore G-U-R-U, or I'm sorry, G-U-R-U underscore G-U-L-U. Um, and I did have a website up, but I took it down for construction for the opening of the uh, solo show. But since there's a pause on that, there's also been a delay on the website. But I'll be sure to post updates once it's ready to go on my Instagram handle. Okay. But that's really the only form of communication right now. Okay, that sounds great. Well, Luis, thank you very much for chatting with me on this Sunday afternoon during coronavirus. Uh, we were supposed to do this in person at uh, Transistor, and then we just decided that we would do it via Skype. Um, and this was this was great. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that, Rick. Thank you so much. It was lots of fun. My name is Ricky McGeckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts 
and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast. 